Hi, and welcome to Madness to Magic and my podcast, I'm with Crazy, a love story. I'm your host, Paulina Milana, author of The S Word. This show is for those of us who find ourselves surrounded by madness and wanting to find the magic within. We're going to come together here as caregivers to those who have been diagnosed with a mental illness. Maybe it's someone in the family we've been born into. Maybe it's someone we love. Maybe it's someone we work with. Maybe even it's ourselves. Whether we've been thrust into this caregiver role or taken it on by choice, this podcast is where we're going to share our stories and learn to realize the magic in all the madness we may have been experiencing. I promise you, it can be done. So let's get to it. Hi, everybody. This is Paulina again, Madness to Magic. Uh, I'm with Crazy, uh, a love story, uh, my podcast. And yes, today I am with one of my crazy soul sisters, uh, Sylvia Toma, um, dear, dear friend. And I, I really do say soul sister. Um, we met long, long time ago when we were starting out careers at a newspaper. And I'll, I'll have her join in here, um, but the synchronicities and the uh, commonalities and just the, um, the divine intervention that has come into play with us um, really, really speaks to madness to magic and loving crazy. So Sylvia, hello. Hi, Paula. <laughs> yeah, whatever your name yeah. is, I, I pretty much respond to anything. Four-letter words, um, whatever it is. No. Well, but, um, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really honored. Honored. I am. I am tickled to death that you um, that we're here again, mm-hmm. right? Because now I live on the West Coast and you're yeah. here in Illinois. Um, so thank you for inviting us at the crack of dawn yeah. here. Um, to to do this. Yeah. Thank you so much. You. So um, just to kind of set the stage, our listeners know that I was raised by a mom who was paranoid schizophrenic, then ended up having to raise a younger sister who was a paranoid schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. And myself, I went down a bunny hole and became incredibly depressed, right? Mm-hmm. So they all know that. But why don't um, you kind of just give the the elevator speech on your cray-cray, what's been in your life? (laughs) Well, um, I was part of an extremely dysfunctional family, I would say. My father was an alcoholic. My mom drank a lot as well. Um, My sister became a a drug addict and alcoholic. I struggled with alcohol later in life and depression, um, anxiety. So yeah, it's all just one big ball of fun. <laughs> yeah. And and in this ball of fun. Yes. <laughs> so let's let's kind of um take it apart. Okay. Yeah. So having your primary caregivers, right? Yeah. Your parents. Yeah. Um having them not necessarily in a place where they can be the caregivers that maybe they want to be or yeah, should be, right? Sure. I know we hate that word should, yeah, but right, yeah, right. <laughs> there are times when maybe, yeah, yes. it applies. Yeah. Did you have to take on a caregiver role um, at a young age? What did that look like? Well, I was the oldest and I 
self uh, voted myself the uh, leader of the family, I would say, and the hero. I think I took on that role as well um, with, you know, protecting other people in my family. So if my dad was being crazy drunk, then I felt it, it was my role to protect my mom, protect my sister. Um, was, was that because nobody else was stepping up to the plate or was it a matter of I'm in charge here, I'm going yeah. to do it better than anybody else? Yeah, I mean, when I got older, I felt really angry with my mom for not making sure we were safe. Um, I didn't understand, like, why, why were we living with that? It didn't make sense to me. Um, her answer to me was, well, I married him for better or worse, and this was worse. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. So that's an, that's Even if a... our lives were in danger, <laughs> which wow. made no sense to me. No. So, okay. Um, so, yeah. so that's fascinating yeah. because I think, um, so there's two sides of the coin there, yeah. right? When you are encountering madness, whatever it yeah. is, right? Mm -hmm. There's a, you know, some people are like, hey, you can't like run. You gotta, you know what I mean? Stay yeah. with it. You, you're yeah. there for a reason. Like if you run, you're a coward, right? Mm -hmm. However, there are times when the, the most courageous thing to do is to get out, right? right. And, and protect and, and yeah. run. Yeah. You didn't understand what your mom was the, her reasons. Right. What did you think when she actually said that that was her reason in great part because, you know, in Christianity, yeah. right, it is for better or for right, worse, right, right? Right. At what point is worse yeah. so bad that yeah. you have to get out because right. that's not what was intended? Yeah. So one of the worst times in our life was I was in sixth grade. My dad had gone from being an alcoholic to a paranoid alcoholic, which, side note, when we first met, um, I will never forget, ever, sitting in that, we went out for dinner, and you're telling me your story, and I, my mouth is like hitting the floor, because I've never heard anyone who had as crazy of a family as me. Well, and, and to be honest, neither of us knew of the other's yes, story, right? right? It was just yeah. like, um, like I said, divine intervention, right? right? Yeah. And interestingly enough, we didn't, we didn't share it with the world. In my case, right. kept it super hidden, oh, right? Yeah, totally. But your case too, I don't remember you kind of coming no. to work and being like, hey guys, you right. know, my dad just, yeah, yeah right. right? Exactly. So fascinating, yeah. right? Yeah. So you had said something during that time we were talking that literally I was like, wait a minute, what? Because your mom was a paranoid schizophrenic and you were telling me about some of the things she would do. And you, one thing in particular you talked about, and I heard you talking about it on your podcast too, about she would um, just sit in the living room at night and just 
she was cussing somebody out or mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. and just for hours and hours and hours. Right, right. I, I mean, I have chills right now because mm -hmm. that's, my dad would do that. Like it would be a school night, you know, and yeah. my dad would be sitting in the kitchen just effing and goddamning somebody, right. nobody, <laughs> but somebody. Right. And um, when you told me your mom did that, I was like, wait a minute. But your mom wasn't an alcoholic, mm -hmm. um, but my dad, so then I started actually not long after that, I started doing research on can alcoholism induce psychosis and paranoia. And wow. The, and so, yes, it can. Right. Yes, it can. Right. So, um, anyway, that was yeah. a side note. No, yeah. no, but that's yeah. actually pretty brilliant, right? Mm -hmm. Because really you know, say what you will about social media. And I have yeah. a love hate relationship yeah. with it. <laughs> I'm sure many people <laughs> do, but one of the things about social media, the internet, yeah. we live at, at a time now where the, the research, the having other people going through the same things and, yeah. and not feeling alone, even if you are right. someplace alone is very different than when we right. were growing up and yeah. right. You yeah, we couldn't no just Google it. Right. I mean, it was <laughs> Google it. Yeah, exactly. there wasn't. Right. Yeah. So to have that connection with you, that was the first time I think I felt like I wasn't alone. Mm -hmm. And and the secret, I think about your book, The S Word, the mm -hmm. secret mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. that, I mean, just sharing it with one other person who completely understood mm -hmm. was so powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was huge, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, you know, isn't that fascinating? Just, yes, go ahead. I think I. <laughs> it's the wind. Blowing. Yeah, this is what's so funny. <laughs> it sounds like we have like a woodpecker. I didn't even. Um, at the top <laughs> It's the, the wind blowing. <laughs> that is so it, funny. It makes I love funny. that though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel like somebody's yeah. knock, knock, knocking right. at the door. I yeah. know. And notice that I didn't even notice it. Yeah, you're Sorry. just like, la, 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 yeah. la. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, you were going to say. Um, so. So anyway, um, so I was just going to say that, so when I was in sixth grade, my dad was in that like paranoia, schizophrenic state and thought we, me, I'm in sixth grade, my sister's in fourth grade, and then there's my mom. He thought we had people hiding in the house, um, you know, I mean, he was convinced we were trying to kill him, yeah. which did run through my mind, even yeah. at that age, <laughs> but, um, we shouldn't laugh, I but know, seriously, we both went through the same I, thing, right? I know, and I you're know. like, lady, if I wanted you dead, you'd be dead, <laughs> right. right? Or whatever. Exactly. And that's horrible, but exactly. So, I mean, the point being the fact that my mom stayed with him when here's her kids and we're coming up with plans every night for what we're going to do if my dad tries to kill us. So oh, we had a plan God. of, and we did have to crawl out the window. I would get my sister. We'd meet down at, you know, somewhere on the corner, whatever. Wow. I mean, so that was really hard for me. I know at that time, because my mom was a stay-at-home mom, she didn't drive. So I know she felt stuck sure. as well. 
Um, she didn't have an income, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but as I got older and she did earn money and could have survived, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. you know, um, I didn't understand and she wouldn't even go there. Like it wasn't even an option. Wow. So in some respects, I, I appreciate that being married and mm -hmm. like having yeah. moments when I'm like, I'm done, you right. know, um, <laughs> that I was raised with that value, you right. know? Mm -hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I'm like, no, right. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's a, a line for me. I wouldn't, I feel at least, I feel like until we're in this situation, yes. I don't want to say I would never do right. that because God knows. I've right. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it does teach you, you know, unless you're in the situation, yeah. right. If I think Brenny Brown says something yeah. about, unless you're in the arena with me, yeah. like fighting it. Right. I don't want, I don't want to hear from Absolutely. you. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. you have no idea what you're talking right. about. Right. Yeah. So, um, and, and there are, you know, it's, it's a very, at least for me and I'm sure for everybody, mm -hmm. it's a very complicated emotional situation because it is your parent. Yeah. It, it's not like it's 24 seven, right? Yes. I mean, it can be. Right, right, but, right. Right. Yeah. And then there, even if there's like a moment, you know, 30 yeah. minutes in the day when they're normal yes. or they're loving, yeah. that's what you're going to focus on. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter what happened, you know, the right. rest of the 23 yeah. hours. Right. Right. Um, so, so when yeah. did you for yourself decide you're done, you were out of there and how did that look? Okay, so I was, had been at college uh, for, a year, for a year, or maybe six months, actually. Just, I, I started, I went away to school in January, the second term. Um, so I had come home and I was uh, working um, and my dad was, not doing well. He had, um, a couple weeks prior to this moment, um, he had gotten in a really bad car accident. He was driving like a madman down the expressway and basically had his elbow out the window and had gotten side swiped by a semi truck. So he lost his whole elbow, which ended up in the back seat, which I had to clean up and oh drive the car God. home. Anyway. Oh my God. Um, but <laughs> that's for an episode of right. you know, CSI or something. Yeah. So um, he left the hospital, called me, wanting me to come get him, which I did because being codependent, that's what I did and the heroes. So I went to pick him up. He left the hospital against their orders, you know. Um, and so he just came home and was just continued on with the drinking. And one day my sister and I had gone to the beach with some friends and we pulled up in front of the house and my dad was sitting out in the front yard in a lawn chair, like cussing everybody out that walked by or drove by. And my sister said something to him and he picked up a like a cooler, like a, uh, I don't know, some kind of a drink cooler. And he threw it at her and it hit her in the head. And he had never hit us. And to me, that was it. I went in the house, told my mom I was leaving. I packed my bags 
And I had been going to like a young adult Bible study that summer. And so I had, I was with my boyfriend at the time and I had him drop me off at my leader's house. How old were you? I was 18. I was 18. Yeah. And just curious, their reaction? Like, did your mom, you know, try to make you stay? Did your father apologize? Yeah, I mean, my mom understood Mm -hmm. because I was kind of like, you can stay in this. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And um, my dad, um, so basically what happened then was, what happened was, so I, I was staying at my friend's for a couple days and I had, I didn't have a car, so I was riding my bike everywhere. So I rode my bike to where my mom worked for something, I can't remember what. And she was just gonna be getting off work soon. And so when I came outside, my dad was there to pick her up. And he was like, Sylvia, come here. Like he was trying to talk to me, trying to apologize. And my, I even now I can feel like I wanted to believe him, you know, and because he kept saying he was sorry, he was sorry, and I, w- I just rode my bike right past him, and I was like, no, I'm done, and kept going. The next morning, I got a phone call from my mom that my dad was being taken to the hospital. He'd had a heart attack, so. At this time, not only was I my the self-imposed hero protector of my family, I was a lifeguard. Perfect. Per, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I was a lifeguard. So I knew first aid really well. I knew CPR, you know. And so I'm hearing my dad had a heart attack and it's on the way to the hospital. Of course, the my first feeling was, if I would have been home, I could have saved it, you know? So anyway, go to the hospital and I knew he was gone. The minister came in and, you know, so I was filled with guilt, filled, filled, filled with guilt. And I think the only thing that kept me alive at that time, because I was pretty, I don't know that I would have committed suicide, but I was very, so guilty. I felt like I couldn't go on. Um, I remember sitting down by our phone and there was a letter, like a piece of mail there, but there was no stamp on it. And it was addressed to me and it was from a friend. And it was a letter that my dad had written me. I mean, I really, truly believe this letter saved my life because I think over the years, I think I would have killed myself. Wow. Um, But it was basically a letter. It was him just apologizing. He was so sorry he hadn't been a good father. He really wanted things to be different. He wanted to go on vacation with us and... He wanted to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. And it, it helped me even at that age to, I believed him. Right. You know, I believed right. him. And, and as the years went on, learning more and more about his life growing up, mm-hmm. it, it was easy to forgive him. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. to forgive him. Of course, he was gone. Right. 
Right. You know? Sure. So anyway. But, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Uh, again, and, and not to be cliche. Yeah. But um, but number one, guilt yeah. plays such a huge role in this. Right. Even you leaving to be honest, not just your mom where you're yeah. like, hey, if this is what you want, fine. Right. But a sister who's two years younger. Right. That had to also, yeah. like, from the start, like, did that even cross your mind? Like, I got to get out of here, but, okay, mom's one thing, but, or did you just, I got to go? Well, at that time, again, I like what you said, too. Like, you have those moments where things are okay. That was a moment where my sister and I were doing okay, but she had had her own problems. I, living with her was scary as well because she was would run away. She was on oh. drugs. She Even was, at that age? Like yes. The, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Holy so, Toledo. Um, How so, in the world did you, like, surrounded by that? Like, so I will say this much. In my, <laughs> in my cray-cray, yeah. um, while mom was clearly... Yeah. Not well. Yeah. Um, and then later on, Vinny, my yes. sister. Yeah. I had a pretty freaking stable father, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, very positive father. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, uh, siblings, other siblings, yeah. um, especially my brother, where yeah. humor kind of, you know, and logic yeah. came into play. Yeah. You, you were it. It sounds as if really, I mean, yeah. your mom had her own challenges, yeah. right? And yeah. and was fearful, right? Yeah. Um, and trapped, right? Yes. Which happens, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then your father was your father. You yeah. explained that. Your sister, your only yeah. sibling, also was drowning. Yeah. How do you find that strength yeah. to say, if I don't put on my own oxygen mask mm -hmm. right now, yeah. I'm destined for that? Because you already were like, yeah depressed and like yes. getting yeah. how how do you find that strength what would you I think it came more out of anger you know um at that time I mean I was hurt you know I mean it it, it was years of you know and again you know the way I have coped with a lot of things is denial but denial eventually smacks you in the face <laughs> right. you know with reality so um, you can't stay in denial too long. No. So, but I would do things in high school, like, because I just wanted to force things to be normal. Like, oh no, we're a normal family, but we weren't, you right. know? So I would do things like tell my friends, oh, my dad will drive us to the football game Friday night. <laughs> uh, so Friday would come, you know, and my dad would be sitting across the street at the bar Obviously, now I had to call and make up some lie. I learned to lie really well, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, um, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Anybody might want us on a jury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, it's funny that you said that it was kind of born of anger because yeah. one of the things that I learned with my shrink, yeah. who we have on a podcast as well, mm -hmm. luckily, um, is she said to me, uh, Paulina, Mm. Anger is okay. Anger mm. is good. Mm. You've got to project it outward because anger projected inward mm. becomes depression. Yeah. You finally maybe turned it to yeah. where it deserved to be turned. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then my dad died the next day. Right. And then it's like, oh, yay. And then 
the guilt came. So that, yeah, yeah. So but, anyway, but, but the letter, yeah, no, yeah, right? Yeah, you had yeah. this letter, yeah. which mm-hmm. he must have written like right when you had yeah. left, right? right. So yeah. how? Well, while that does give you comfort, yeah, but it probably also lent more to the guilt because you were like, oh my God, he was an okay dad. And he, you know, he had like, how, what was going on at that point? I mean, I think I was smart enough to know that he, not, I, it wasn't like I read the letter and went, was like, oh, he would have changed. Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay. I was smart enough to know that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it was just that momentary. Yeah. Right. I, it was just the fact that he wanted to right. be a good dad. Right. Because I remember my big thing at the time. And even as I got a little, I would just sit there and think in my head, how do you, how do you <laughs> tell someone you love them and yet you can't drive your right. daughter's friends to a freaking football game. Right, right, right. You know? right. Words are cheap kind yeah, of thing, right? Exactly. Like, show me kind of like, thing. Because he was, this is what's weird about my dad, too. Like, even though he was an alcoholic and could be, you know, obviously, I mean, when he hit my sister in the head, I mean, normally wasn't physically abusive toward us, um, but he was the most loving, kind, hmm. gentle person when he wasn't drinking. And, and, I mean, he was just a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, and I'm going to interrupt just for a yeah. second. Um, I think I've said this before. Mm. <laughs> Forgive me, yeah. audience, if I've yeah. said this to anybody. But um, I remember my father. Yeah. Uh, big Sicilian guy, right? Yeah. Um, and he said to me, you know, when you, um, you know, go with boys, et cetera, yeah. I want you to promise me one thing. And I was, and of course I was like, okay, no, we won't have sex, right? No. Steady said, what I want you to do is I want you to get them super drunk. I was like, I'm sorry, what I think I heard you say, right? And he was like, yeah. And I said, why? That doesn't even make sense. And he said, because when you do that, the true character of the person will come out. Wow. Are they somebody who laughs and is jolly and yeah. silly and right, right. rolls on the floor? Right. Or are they somebody who mm. suddenly becomes enraged yeah. and may hit you, may whatever? Right. You need to do that, promise right. me. Mm. He was right. Mm-hmm. Right? It's sort of like that movie, The Mask. You know what yes. I mean? When, yes, right, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but. no, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think what, you know, like I had said, what helped me was um, talking to my mom about my dad's childhood. So like learning things about him, like when he was 10 years old, his dad sent woke him up in the middle of the night, sent him to go get the doctor because his mom was pregnant. And when, by the time they got back, his mom had died. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow. When I think about it, you know, I'm like, it wow. was kind of uh, how I felt yes. when he died. Right. Like he was going to be the one to save yes. her, you know. Right. And 
what guilt? She he didn't died. make it in time. Yeah. He didn't. He and then they found out she was pregnant with twins oh, and the babies died. No. I'm like, I can't imagine going Mm-mm. through that. Right. You know? Right. So just learning where some of his yeah. own depression and, right. you know, why mm-hmm. he was right the way he was. Right, right, right. Lot, yeah. You know? Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Sylvia. And then, okay, so after the funeral, after things start settling mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Um, your mom and your sister, did they find their way? Did they, did things improve? How was your caregiving role then? <laughs> um, so definitely my caregiving role, even though I was at college, my mom was like, no, go back to college, you know. Um, but I, I, I feel like a lot of what I did was... My mom was trying to learn, even though my dad was an alcoholic, she depended on my dad a lot for, I would say, more emotional support, which sounds weird, but I don't know. She'd lost her partner, you know, Um, but she didn't drive. She wasn't, you know, she had started working, but um, at that point, my mom, and this is where I get, I feel like a lot of my grit and will, you know, strength, um, is she was like, I'm going to learn to drive. I'm going to. At what age? Like she, she was probably like 50. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. So I taught her to drive, (laughs) (laughs) which is a scary thought. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I'm 18, you know, so I taught my mom to drive. So now she had a car, she was working and, you know, and did, had a pretty successful career, you know? So she did well. She did start doing things to take care of herself. Like she would go to Al-Anon meetings and, you know, she was a reader. I mean, she read a lot. I feel like she was, she was trying to get healthier, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Um, so my sister, um, really, it's been a rough life for her. I feel like she absorbed for whatever reason. I don't know why, you know, but she absorbed most of the junk mm. from our family. Mm. So she started, you know, having, getting into relationships that were abusive, like really abusive. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, it's just a rough, rough life. She she did um, she did start eventually. She got in some trouble and ended up in jail and oh started. That kind of was a turnaround for her. Huh. And so she did turn around. Mm-hmm. Um, she's you know still had some struggles. But um, she's also, I love talking to her. Like, we can talk, you know, um, about some pretty deep things, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like she's never really gotten all the healing, like, mm-hmm. that I have, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, in that respect, yeah. I feel sad. And, and some people, you know, some people will take whatever happened to them in the past yeah. 
and unfortunately allow it to continue yeah. to screw with them yeah. and drive their future, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Or stop their future. Yeah. And then other people take it, mm. and while it influences who you are and what yeah. happens, you you find that power within yeah. to right make it magical right that's yeah. right i mean if we can use some right yeah that was funny too and um yeah. so i didn't even realize that when you were younger you thought you were magic <laughs> because i did too right I you mean, did? Oh, oh my, my god gosh. sylvia are you no kidding way. me so okay so wait so yeah, really quick stories you know, now we're digressing into crazy it. like right <laughs> we'll get to our part of crazy now so two two things yeah so one thing um i I was in kindergarten, okay, and I will never forget it because um, I always did think I was magical. Yeah, and yes. <laughs> totally. Funny. I never knew this about you. Okay, <laughs> and in kindergarten, I, I we had a teacher called um, Mrs. Joy, oh. and Mrs. Joy was. Um, you know, big buxom blonde. Okay. I remember she had this like <laughs> pink lipstick okay. and, and as much as she smiled and stuff, mm. there was something behind that. Mm. You know what I mean? That I don't know, always just made me think like, you got to watch out for her. Right. Oh, she, not that she ever did anything. I'm yeah. sure she was perfectly lovely, yeah. but, um, so we were in uh, art class and we put on our little smocks yeah. and we were supposed to paint a flower and I wanted to paint. Um, my mother loved white, lilies that was one of her favorite oh. flowers and i just wanted a white lily so being a, a kid with yeah. no artistic real <laughs> ability i drew this white lily and miss joy came over my shoulder and said oh that's so pretty you know we make it really even prettier a little bit of purple and and she took <laughs> a paintbrush and dipped it into the purple and started adding purple to my flower right now you know truthfully, did she do that to like harm me or shock yeah. me, you know, the skull, right. uh, what is it called? Um, scar me for yeah. life? No, of course not. Right. <laughs> when she walked away and all I could think in kindergarten was that this woman was evil and she ruined <laughs> my painting. The child in me mm. was like, I hope that your fingers fall off or cut yeah. off so that you can't do this to anybody mm. else. That's what's going on in my head. Okay. Miss Joy walks into the back room, and in those days we had this gigantic paper cutter. No. And all of a sudden, no. all of a sudden we hear a giant scream, no. and she comes out. Her entire hand is bleeding, and I was like, "I'm fucking mad." <laughs> that's wait, and that's so. So, but at that moment, I'm like, "Oh my god, what did I just do?" Right? Like I just, yeah, I completely thought it was me to the point. Where I think that was when I was like, okay, all right, no more magic, right? We just gotta like keep it under wraps, nobody has to know. Well, then fast forward a little bit later, I was still pretty little. Oh, we um we were living at the house in Skokie on Chase Street, yeah. and my father's driving around, and I always like everything fascinated me, yeah. right? Before people told me not to be fascinated, right? <laughs> So as we're going around, there's, I see, now we're in Skokie, so it's not like it's, you know, farm country. Yeah. I see a mama duck and 12 baby ducks crossing the road. Yeah. And I scream out to my dad, you know, Papa, wait, there's ducks. We have to get them. And he's like, there are no ducks here. Like, he was just like, you're seeing things. Because I would see things, you know. And, but I was sure these were real, right? Yeah. So we drive off, we go home. A little while later, the neighbor, knowing that my father was very outdoorsy, yeah. garden and this yes. and that, 
he came and he said, Tony, you know, I, I found this mama duck and these 12 ducks. Oh my! I couldn't get the mama duck, oh. but I got the 12 babies so that they wouldn't get squashed, right? Uh. But I don't know what to do with them now. And so there were these 12 little ducks in a box, right? And so my father's like, oh, and I remember him being like, oh no. And because right or wrong, in those days, they, the, the thought was if you take the babies right. away from the mom, she'll never come back, right? right? right. Yeah. So he put them in the backyard and set out to build like a, a, a little playground for them. Yeah. So we had like chicken wire Aww. and he had a little baby pool, like one of those inflatable yeah. pools. And we named them all. Like one was, Aww. there was um, Mo Larry Curly, <laughs> Lucille Ball, um, Red Skelton, oh Red. I remember Red because he was Red. Um, just we named them all, yeah. right? And we would watch every day, like they would jump backwards in the pool. They had, a, <laughs> and the whole time, the mothers uh, in the air circling, crying out and stuff. And then one by one, they started to die. Oh no. So my father, we brought them downstairs. Yeah. And oh, I forgot to tell you a really important part of the whole magic story. <laughs> so when I had seen them, yeah. right? Even though I had promised myself I really wasn't gonna do magic anymore, yeah. right? I I wished them to me. I was like, powers that be, I know that there's ducks out there, come to me, like kind of, and when I get them, That's I'm like, crazy. I'm powerful again, right? <laughs> well, anyway, so they had started dying one by one, Aww. and he brought them down to the basement, and he was, I mean, he, he tried to explain as well as he could. Yeah. He knew what was going to ha yeah. happen, right? But I remember the last one, and uh, curling it up in like a blanket oh. and holding it, and and just holding it till it died. Aww. Isn't that terrible that it's making me tear up? <laughs> I'll say it, because yeah. I really kind of thought to myself, well, what kind of a mom am I? Like, I call these Aww. ducks to me, I make that mom lose hers, and then I can't even keep them alive, mm -hmm. right? Bad mm -hmm. person, bad person. So anyway, that was a, that was a wrong turn of this story. It's supposed to be funny. <laughs> All Your right. magic stories are way more intense than mine. Mine was like hiding little marshmallow candies, putting a bag over them, and then I would turn around and um, my parents would, I would make them appear is what it was. My parents would be sticking them up. Ah, I thought you were like, and then I'd eat them. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, where did they I, go? When I found out I wasn't magic. That was a depressing day. <laughs> well, how did you know you weren't magic? <laughs> because I think I figured out what they were doing. They, oh, were, they were doing it. That's so funny. Anyway, wow. Oh, that's hilarious. Your anyway. magic is way more powerful than mine. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. So back to yes. us. So for you and your own kind of um, yeah. like depression or going yeah. down that bunny hole, mm -hmm. right? Um, what, what kind of happened if you want to share yeah. what um how did you come out of it sure. how what's the life lesson there if anybody's either experiencing it for themselves or someone else yeah um wow well you know i think because my mom was trying to get help and did talk to me about alanon and she was reading about being codependent and had some, you know, even back then, because I mean, really didn't talk about it, you know? Um, but I think that did encourage me, you know, um, 
I was having nightmares in college, so I did go see a counselor. Um, you know, I would say to someone, like, for me, it's taken a lot of different things to get me to a healthier place, I would say. Um, you know, I do believe that, you know, God has led me to some really good counseling, helped let me work at a psychologist's office for six years. I mean, that was fairly recent, you know. Um, and I learned so much there, just a lot of reading and, you know, all those things I think helped me. But mm -hmm. I think I would say the most power, powerful thing is being able to have someone that you can talk to mm -hmm. that understands. I mean, there's so much power in like even our first, right. you know, encounter kind encounter, of like that. Yeah. yeah. Like to have somebody look at you and be like, totally get it. Totally. I mean, like, I did not know. I just, people, hopefully people know they're not alone. And I think it is easier to talk about things now, but I still think people don't understand that they aren't the only one. No, no one's gone through exactly what you've gone through, but there are people who are understanding and have been through difficult things. I mean, and so it's important, I think, for like what you're doing. This mm -hmm. is such a, you know, I feel like such a wonderful thing, like with your S word book, just being, being open mm -hmm. and not everyone's called to that that's mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. but i think being open to the extent that we can mm -hmm. because saying things out loud speaking the truth you know um is healing in and of itself absolutely yeah. i was just gonna say that because yeah. too many times we're dealing with like I, i've got like an entire you know committee in my head yeah. like a voices right yeah. <laughs> and then they battle all the time right. right and but when you actually like say it out loud yeah. then you're like okay wait that's yeah. okay hold on right or when you talk with someone else yeah. it's a whole nother perspective right that yeah. maybe puts frames things up things up right. a little bit differently yeah, right totally. um the the thing too oh shoot i hate when i have like one of those senior moments yeah. where i'm like oh darn it wait sylvia you just said blah 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 and um oh man it flew out of my head it was a good one though <laughs> yeah <laughs> well <laughs> that would have yeah. like changed somebody's yeah. life no, no. Okay. oh shoot i really do wish that i could think it through you had just said uh talking it out loud, finding somebody, yeah. having that person, and... And antidepressants helped. Yeah. <laughs> we forgot the drugs. I needed that for a while. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, because, you know, the problem is that life goes on right. and other things happen. Yes. And right. then if you're not getting healing, mm -hmm. it just builds up. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So right. I think just you know, doing whatever you need at the time, right. you know, just yeah, really creating helpful, uh, a healthy life, you right. know, is really right. Super important. Yeah. And, you know, 
whatever works for you. You had said this yeah. earlier, right? Yeah. Because while I know a lot of people who have taken antidepressants yeah. and they work for them, yeah. right? Um, for some other people, yeah. uh, that's that's not the solution, right? right? Um, for some people, it is uh, checking into some kind of something, yeah. right? For some people, it's uh, spending an hour every day going for a hike, yes. right? Being with nature, right. and right? Yeah. So um, for me, I know that yeah. there were a couple times when uh, drugs were... Um, were recommended mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. refused them because yeah. in some part of me, yeah. because we had our own like pharmacy in the house between yes. my mother and sister, right. yeah, yeah. I thought I'm not adding to that right. mix, right? Definitely. So, and, um, mm -hmm. and again, was that yeah. the right decision? Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. know, did it take me longer to right. get to where I was? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but it was what I decided at that right. time. And yeah. you know, and here I am, right? Yeah. Still here. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay. That's what I was going to ask you. Mm -hmm. You're, uh, now you're a mom yeah. or well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are a mom, yeah. right? But, yeah. but you had, um, your third child, right? Joey. Yeah. He has issues, um, challenges, health right. challenges, et cetera, mm -hmm. had when he was born. Yeah. And you had said, you know, that you were kind of like, I just, I can't dream anymore. I just got to get yeah. through this. Right. 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 Um, what is fascinating to me is that you you had another kid after that mm. and a lot of people would have been like nope that's it right um right because yeah. i mean joey was not yeah expected like that right. and like you said you had to learn a whole bunch of right. stuff just to cope right um right. and deal with your own depression yeah but what the hell are you thinking <laughs> like yeah it's a good idea let's yeah. have another one um, yeah, that's a really good point. So I was so afraid to tell people that I was pregnant <laughs> because I thought people are going to think that we're crazy. Um, but we, I don't know, we wanted another baby, you know, we knew we wanted one more child and so because um, when you go to the amusement parks you need an even yes, number of children an even number <laughs> i don't know why i mean it was just it was it and and we both agreed i mean you know yeah. dave and i both so um but i will it's so funny because talking to you i'm uh, like i will never forget um because i can't remember much of anything anymore but i will never forget we had gone camping Dave and I with the kids and I was had just found out I was pregnant with Michaela, the youngest, and I was gonna call my mom and tell her and I was so scared. And cause I thought- she, Wait, how old was Joey at this time? Like how many years was, have you been dealing? Um, yeah, I mean, he was, he, he was like four. Okay, cause he, okay. Yeah, cause um, he was, five when she was born. So, okay. he, so he was four. And so, yeah, it had been four years of, you know, hospitals, doctors, yeah. drugs. Ronald McDonald. Yeah. I remember you had to go yeah. stay at the house. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and at that point it, it wasn't resolved. It's not like, no, he right. was, no, I mean, no. Right. So, um, and if we can just say, and I, I don't yeah. mean to yeah. use anything, but yeah. What I remember yeah. is yeah. that um, mm -hmm. he was born basically dead 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. from there. They had to resuscitate him for three days. They were yeah. having to keep resuscitating. Wow. Um, he was having seizures. Um, he had no reflexes at all when he was born. Um, but he slowly, slowly, slowly got better. Wow. So, I mean, at one point he was in therapy like six days a week. Oh, my God. So it was a lot of driving. It was yes. a lot of doctor visits yeah. and needle pokes. Yeah. And yeah. With the unknown. Nobody's telling you, hey, yeah. we're going to fix this bone, right? Right, right. And exactly. he'll be good as new, Yeah. right? Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, let's have another <laughs> one. So, <laughs> so um, anyway, I do remember we had gone camping and I got on the payphone and called my mom. And um, I, I remember she started crying and she was so happy. Oh, okay, good. I, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she's crying, you know. And um, she was very happy. She was like, why do you, th why would you think I wouldn't be happy? And I was like, I was just scared that you, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but um, hmm. so that was hmm. that was almost all I needed. Like yeah. you know, right. for I wanted her to be happy. Right, but right. That that we were having another baby. So. Yeah, and, and the whole hope and you know yeah. what I mean, renewal of life yeah. and right. Yeah. So wow, that is powerful. Yeah. Um, and I I do remember what yeah. I was going to say. Mm -hmm. So you had made a comment. Uh, about, you know, with my book and, you know, not everybody's called to something like that, right? Yeah. What I love about that statement is, mm. and you probably, mm. I don't know if you remember this, but um, I don't remember for myself what I was going through at the time. Yeah. But I was living in California. Mm. I was alone. Okay. And a card came in the mail mm. from my friend Sylvia. Uh -huh. And I still have that card. Oh it's gosh. a bookmark in one of my uh, books, okay. you know, that I love. And you wrote me a card and said, you know, I don't know why I'm sending you this card, but I just got this divine mm -hmm. inspiration mm -hmm. that I needed to send you this and give you this quote from the Bible. Mm. And you quoted... No, now everybody will know what, I, what a heathen I am, yeah, but no. it, it's Mark something. Okay. And it's that whole quote about ask and, oh, and you, you know what I mean? See. Right. Okay. Knock and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. Oh. Um, and uh, uh, seek uh, in me your treasures or, or, or what's that line? Um, ask, seek, seek ye, and that. Uh, yes. No. But seek ye first the kingdom, the kingdom of God. God. Right. And all these things will yes. be added to you. Okay. You sent that to me without any, wow. like, wow. <laughs> now who's magic? Yeah. <laughs> and I, you don't know it, Yeah. but I was oh. lost wow. because I had moved out to California. I was like, wow. what the hell? This oh. isn't my life, right? Um, and that, again, shifted it for me. Wow. Um, it was, and so I say this yeah. because... What people don't seem to embrace as yeah. much as maybe they could mm. is how powerful they are, like you mm. were saying, wow. to sit down with a friend and share, right? Be yeah. open about yeah. what's going on because you never know how that's going to resonate with someone yeah. else. And if you can take a moment, mm. even distance-wise, right, yeah. and send 
a note if it comes to you. Pick up the phone if you're thinking about the person. There's a reason for it, right? So, and and I will say too that I we we call each other, you know, soul sisters. You, I cannot hear from you, Mm. talk to you, see you, whatever, for decades, practically, right? And then we get together and it's like we, you know, we're raising our families together. I have none. The two cats (laughs) should count for something. But, uh, (laughs) and and a a big boy um, Mm. husband. So, so anyway, so I I just want to say to you, Mm. um, just thank you because you... I don't, I think everyone who encounters you mm-hmm. for however brief mm-hmm. just feels this, this core strength mm-hmm. and welcoming heart. Mm-hmm. And I bet you have changed more lives than you oh, even realize. No, you have. And I I want to just add one other thing, mm-hmm. um, if I can. Um, oh, wait, it's my <laughs> podcast. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, and I don't know what you remember about this, but mm. when I was drowning with mm. Vinny, with my little sister, mm. and yes, I have siblings, and yes, they did what they mm. could, right? Mm. But I think everybody was drowning, yeah. right? Yeah. The fact that you, mm. a stranger in essense, mm. stepped up, mm. you, I mean, you did everything from clean her place, mm. clean her up, take her shopping. I... You were to her mm. the sister that I could not be. Mm. I I don't know if you recall that whole oh, time. Yeah, okay, totally. Okay. Oh my gosh, she was a delight. You know, <laughs> Which, in the midst of of her, you know, messy. Uh, yeah. You know, uh-huh. but she was smart and funny. She was and. She was, uh, she, I would say she was delightful. Mm -hmm. I loved, Mm -hmm. I loved going, she cracked me up. I mean, I loved going shopping with her and I feel like I learned a lot from her. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like she was just a a caring person Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she didn't have a lot of filters like I do, you Mm -hmm. know, for (laughs) deciding about people, but, um, you know, I, I love that about her. So she was, was, I mean, for everything that she went through, which was a lot. Yeah. Um, the fact that she was still pretty funny and even with all her disabilities on top of everything else. Right. Mm -hmm. And she still had this, what is that? Joy de vivre, however you say that in French. Mm -hmm. Um, she did. Yeah. And she became, you know, when she was in assisted living yeah. and stuff, she became a champion of the other underdogs, That's so cool. you know, and yeah. a pain in the ass yeah. for everybody else. <laughs> so why should oh she be gosh. any different than, yeah. uh, you know, that was the other thing too that mm. I, I came to realize mm. myself with her. Yeah. Just that you, for some reason, we think, so... I brought up earlier the movie Her- When Harry Met Sally, yeah. right? And, you know, there's a there's a scene in there 
where Sally, you know, played by um, Meg Ryan, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, is sitting to at, at a diner with uh, yeah. Billy Crystal. Yeah, it's not the scene that okay, everybody's right. waiting going, oh, for. Where no, she going no, with no, this? no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. That's after midnight. No, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, but we're so she's there and she's ordering her meal, whatever, and she's like, I, I, I don't remember exactly what she yeah. says, but it's like, I don't want the peas to touch the carrots, and oh, I want right. blah blah blah, right? Mm. And please, could you put that on the side yeah. and write very particular, right? It's funny in a movie. I do it myself. It's yeah. allowed. The the more um, confident and wealthy, let's just say, or social status being high up there you are, the more it's viewed as um, eccentric, right? Yeah. Or cute. But when you have a mental illness, right, and yeah. now you've been labeled and now you're yeah. at some facility, right. you actually, standing up for yourself, are actually... Saying, I know I want this, not yeah. this, is seen as defiance. Mm. And with my little sister, as much as she was someone who did vocalize what she did or didn't yeah. want and did fight, right, mm-hmm. at, toward the end when she learned kind of how to stand up yeah. for herself, it wasn't necessarily allowed. And I, I always kind of come back to, wait a minute, that's how I behave. Mm. Why shouldn't she, right? Mm-hmm. Or... Or, hey, mm-hmm. I I wanted to find the love of my life. I wanted yeah. to maybe have children or right. something. Why wouldn't she? Like, right. why why should it be different for someone, yeah. right? Okay. So, I mean, we understand there's yeah. things that need to be put in right. place. Right, But, I don't know, you made her feel Aww. normal. Aww. And I think that... Really, she would have been in such a worse place had it not been for you. Aww. So thank you. Oh, my gosh. That was, <laughs> I mean, really, it really was yeah. my pleasure, you know. Um, one thing, I, I'm just thinking about this. I was at church last Sunday, and a girl came up. We have, like, a prayer team, and a girl came up for prayer, and I don't know her very well, but I know she's been homeless and has some issues. And um, the one thing I said to her, I was like, you know, when you come in this place, especially, I want you to know that we're all just like you. You may not see it in me because I'm really good at hiding. Mm -hmm. um, But Really, I feel like that, too, with people who maybe have some extra, you know, struggles. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, sometimes you can see them. But, I mean, you know, I think it was Jesus that said, we're all naked, poor, wretched, and blind. It Mm -hmm. says that in the Bible. And I think the point is, you know what? We all have stuff we all have stuff Mm -hmm. i feel like you said i made her feel normal Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like it was easy to be myself around her which i love that about people like that i can just be myself i feel like that with you you know (laughs) um but i just think you know what just because i maybe could see her struggles you know i just hide mine better Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i I've yeah. got, you know, right. I'm still working on so much stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's okay. It's right. just, right. you know. Right, yeah. Mm. Well, Miss Silly, so 
<laughs> My soul sister. No. My soul sister. No. <laughs> this was awesome. Yeah, and so again, I, I'm so grateful mm. and for so much of you being in my life and, mm. and just everything that I have learned from you um, and shared with you. Mm. So um, I, I, I hope that we'll do this again and yeah, again and again. And Sylvia's like, you're never allowed back no. in here. No. <laughs> I, you're one of my favorite uh, people yeah. in the world. Yeah, definitely. And I mean yeah. that. Yeah. And thank you for, you know, everything you've shared with me because you've changed my life. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. So the two of us are going to go off and like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh. Thank you everyone for joining us again. Um, if, if this conversation resonated with you, if you want to share your story, please do so. We'd love to hear from you until we meet again. This is Paulina and Sylvia. Bye. No. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to Madness to Magic and my podcast, I'm with Crazy, a love story. I believe we're all here for a purpose, and I know that this is part of mine. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit or might even have a story of their own to share. You also can visit me at madnesstomagic.com or check out more of my stories, including info on my book, The S Word, at paulinamilanawrites.com. I hope to hear from you and to join forces with what I consider a unique caregiver tribe as we all learn to embrace all of ourselves, to have compassion for others, and to come into our full power by the grace that is both madness and magic. Until we meet again, I'll leave you with one of my favorite mantras. Be bold and mighty forces shall come to your aid. Thank you.